We look forward to seeing you at Two Days of Truth being presented by Beyond Labels. It's our fourth annual Two Days of Truth Summit. This year's theme is Detox is for Everybody. We're bombarded by everything from chemtrails to EMFs to pesticides, herbicides, even uh, toxic people. We're going to deal with all of these aspects at the Two Days of Truth Summit coming up. Sina, give us the final information. I'm really excited about this summit. I think this is going to be our best one yet. It's June 14th and 15th at Polyface Farm. We have some fantastic speakers like Sayer G, the founder of Green Med Info, uh, Dr. Leland Stillman, who's been featured by Wise Traditions lately, Hilda Labrada-Gore, affectionately known as Holistic Hilda, you and me, of course, we also have, for the first time ever, a kids and teens program. So now the adults can enjoy the adult side while they know that their kids and their teens are having fun while also being educated by Joel, myself, and Hilda. It's going to be a blast. And this year, what we're going to do is we're going to actually teach you ancient and modern techniques for how to detoxify the body, mind, and spirit. And we're going to help you put together a personalized plan like an action plan that you can take home and start. As soon as you arrive home, you can implement this action plan and start your detoxing. You know, listen, folks, Polyface is only eight hours from half of the U.S. population. Take a long weekend, come join us, and uh, you'll rub shoulders with other like-minded people, find our tribe, and be encouraged. It's a lonely place out there lots of times, especially if you're a bit of a maverick. So come and spend time with other mavericks and get encouraged, inspired, and enthused about living a more healthy life. So I love the topic for this year, detoxification. It is one of the most important topics that we could ever address at our health summit. Because as Joel mentioned, everyone, every single person needs to know how to detoxify their body, mind, and spirit in order to achieve optimal health and wellness. Hi, everybody. Welcome to another podcast from Beyond Labels with your co-hosts, myself, uh, Joel Salatin, and my great co-host, Dr. Sina McCullough. Today, we have the great privilege of talking to someone who saw a need, stepped into the gap, and is, and is, is creating an option uh, in a time when many of us feel like we're running out of options. And boy, if there's a time when we need options, it is now. And so it's really my distinct pleasure to introduce you to Liz James, who has started a a, a blood bank, basically, a nationwide blood bank called Blessed by His Blood. And it is to uh, offer uh, blood options, blood transfusion options uh, for blood that does not have the mRNA jab in it. On this program, we tend to not use the term vaccine because that is not really a vaccine. We all know that. So we just call it the jab and everybody knows what we're talking about. So Liz James, thank you so much for coming on the program with us. And uh, we look forward to to having a great discussion. Thank you so much for the invite. I'm I'm just delighted to be here and to be able to share um, what our vision is and um, kind of how all of this came to pass. Well, so let's let's start with uh, with the first question. And um, and of course, Cena, I'm going to turn this over to you pretty quickly as soon as it gets technical. But uh, uh, Liz, give us a bit of your tell tell us the tell us the genesis. Okay, well, it's kind of it's kind of a long convoluted story, and but 
I think people's stories, their own personal stories is often what prompts the change in everything. And um, I'm, I'm a pharmacist, um, I'm still licensed, but in September of 2020, um, I stepped out away from behind the counter um, because I refused to give the COVID shot to anybody. And it just was not something that I was willing to do. And that was after 30 years behind the counter. Um, the first 10 years of my pharmacy practice, I was very much, um, I drank the Kool-Aid in pharmacy school. I, I did all the things. And then I had my own health situation that popped up when I was about 33. And through that, um, I found food as a healing agent and did, started doing a ton of research and became very much a, um, a natural health advocate moving forward. And so for the last 20 years, I've spent a lot of my life um, away when I'm not, when I wasn't behind the counter, I would be studying and learning alternative ways to heal. And um, I had so many people in pharmacy, like fellow pharmacists and technicians and everything. They're like, why are you still even here? And it, you know, I jokingly would say, well, I guess I'm a mole at this point because <laughs> because I get the information and then I go home and find out the truth. And then I come back and tell you guys. And um, I, I can I can happily and thankfully say that so many of the people that I used to work with didn't get the COVID shot themselves because they would ca they called me and said, what do you think about this? And so they actually, they actually didn't. Um, anyway, so after I quit in September. Uh, I, I, I'm curious about that because the, as you know, the, um, the, the stigma, the, whatever the, you know, the juggernaut was so, so profound. And as a pharmacist in, in a, in the pharmacy field, field uh, i can't imagine the kind of whatever philosophical emotional and financial pressure uh, had to have been on people to take it so what did you find what did you find was your uh, i mean i'm just i'm just i'm amazed and of course as a debater uh i i love it when there's a winning argument so how in the world did you did you win the argument with some of your pharmacy colleagues uh in a time when when everything in the culture, including their own training and their own thinking, uh, seem to be pushing them the other direction. Okay, Joel, I think, um, you know, for, for the previous 20 years, I had walked the talk. And, and for some of the pharmacists that I that I've known that long, they saw me doing that. Um, the other thing is when you walk away from a six figure income, that's that's pretty compelling. I mean, like if I was willing to walk away from a six-figure income, who who does that on um you know, I mean, I'm not, I'm not I'm not saying that to toot my own horn or anything, but the, that's the reality is like I put my money where where my mouth is and uh -huh. and said I know, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to hurt somebody. So, so the interesting thing about that answer is, uh, you're not giving me a a compelling argument. In other words, uh, I convinced them that you know whatever that that uh, that there were anomalies in the mRNA or or whatever. Uh, it, it, it was your own personal convictional uh, ac action uh, activity 
that was the most compelling argument. I, I think that's a, a we could stop the podcast right now, Cena. So, you know, that that that's a compelling that's a compelling takeaway for today is uh and 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 encourages people and I think on this podcast we encourage people to um it's it's not so much what you say it's what you do and so that's the beyond labels idea is do this do these things all right go ahead and Cena you jump in when you when you need to but let, let's finish the story here and get where blessed by his blood actually so you walk away in 2020 so so in 2020 literally and i have i'm i have a really strong faith um but in 2020 on september 9th of 2020 i was literally driving home from work and it was about 8 30 at night i think and like literally just in my head i just heard god say you're out and that um i i drove home and it was just like so profound like there wasn't even any question about it but when I when I walked inside, um, I was talking to my husband as we were getting ready for bed. I didn't say, I think God just talked to me. I said, I'm getting really nervous about what's about to be asked of me in the pharmacy. Um, and he knew exactly what we were talking about because he's on the same page I am. And um, he didn't even flinch. He said, well, then you need to quit and we'll make it work. And so it was like, it was like affirmation right there. And so I really thought, you know, but again, behind the scenes for the last 20 years, I've been doing uh, like holistic health coaching. I do advanced lab work analysis for people. I help them find ways to step outside of the big pharma lifestyle. And so, but I hadn't been doing it as a full-time gig. I mean, it was very, very part-time. And so I thought, well, this is what I'm just going to jump into. And I'm, I'm this is, I'm just going to do this, you know? And so I started trying to build my business and every morning I get up and have um, prayer time and quiet time. And in January of 21, like I got up, I hadn't even gotten out of bed and God said in my head, like the first thing, like first thing that popped in my brain when I woke up was he said, if you have no country, you'll have no business. And so I was like, okay, what am I supposed to do? I mean, like I was like, it was almost like a panic point. And so um, I signed up for a constitution class that day and started take, and I took the con a constitution class. And from there, I ended up taking a biblical citizenship class. And then I started teaching biblical citizenship classes, um, which, I, which I teach online. And I'm on my seventh series now of teaching, that, teaching those. And I thought, okay, here's, I'm, I'm in the game. This is what I'm supposed to be doing. I'm teaching people especially especially Christians that were supposed to get out there and do the things, you know, not be quiet about it. And um, and in the process, I found out that the the um, town that I live in, in the precinct that I live in, um, did not have a precinct chair. And I don't think ever, ever has had a precinct chair. And so um, I kind of threw up in my mouth a little bit and stepped <laughs> into the, the um, precinct chair role as well because it's like again you're gonna have to get in there and start to do the dirty work which is dirty i mean if it is dirty and but if there's not good people in there then who's gonna who's gonna be in there it's the people who are making it dirty so um now my plate is really full i mean like really really full and i thought this is where i am this is what i'm supposed to be doing and life is 
Like I've got all the things because we live on a farm too. I mean, I have dairy cows and, and chickens and, and garden and, and all the other things too. Um, but then in, in May of 21, um, I, again, he like hits me in the morning a lot of times. Um, I, I rolled over, hadn't even gotten out of bed. And he said, I need for you to preserve the blood. I mean, that's exactly what he said. And I was like, I am, I'm telling everybody not to get the shot. I'm explaining to them. I'm educating them. I'm doing all the things. I'm being very vocal. I'm getting kicked off Twitter. I'm doing all the things, you know? And, and, um, he said, no, it's bigger than that. And so from May to September of 21, I was like, I'm here for it. I'm here for the person. I, I understand what you're saying and I'm here for the person that's going to do it. You know, I will, I will be the foot soldier. And in September of 21, God and I have have very, um, very friendly dialogues, you know, and I'm like, God, why is nobody doing this? I mean, like, this is my thing. It's like, why is nobody doing this? I hadn't even gotten it out of my mouth. And he like responded and he said, because you're not. <laughs> and it was like a smackdown. And um, it like, I mean, my heart, my heart started beating and even, even now I almost lose my, my words. And I was like, I'm nobody. I am like, you know, I don't have a face. I don't have a following. I don't have, I don't have finances. And I said, I'm not anybody. And he said, he said, every, he said, the people you're thinking about are too much and you're just enough. And mm. what that, what that, what that means is, <laughs> is, when this works, it's all God. It's not me. Mm -hmm. Mm. So, and that's the way it's supposed to be, you know? So I reached out to, um, about, I, I have, I was in a chat group of about 250 people from all over the United States that we'd been friends for several, for you know, three or four years. And I was like, okay, I am going to do this. Would anybody like to help me? And I had seven people raise their hand and say, I'm, I, I'll help you. And they're like, what are we going to do? And I was like, heck, if I know, we're, <laughs> we're going to figure it out though. So, so from September to November of 21, I was just like, like, okay, what am I supposed to do? How am I supposed to do this? It's, it just seems so big, but it was kind of like a, a resting period of, of a, a waiting period. And in November of 21, I was at a Weston A. Price conference and um, I, on the second day of the Weston A. Price Conference, I was late. And so I missed about half of the first session. And so I said, I'm just going to go into the exhibitors hall and walk around while it's quiet in there. And um, then I'll, I'll hit the second session. And so when I got into this, into the exhibitors hall, I was walking around and I started a conversation with a gal and then all of a sudden, God just downloaded pretty much everything. Like, this is how you're going to do it. And so I sat down. I missed the second session. I like was writing all my notes down. It was very unusual because um, you know, I live in Texas. And there was a couple of very specific things. One is that we, we were to be a cooperative. We were not to be a 501c3 um, to keep the government out of our business. The other thing is that um, it was supposed to be out of Minnesota, not out of Texas. And at that time, I didn't know anybody in Minnesota. 
Um, although interestingly, the first lady that I met at the Weston A. Price Conference was um, was from Minnesota. So that was that was just kind of a, a funny aside. But after I get, I was like, okay, it needs to be out of Minnesota. I've got to start finding a lawyer. So um, it took me from November to January to find a lawyer in Minnesota that would work with us. And unfortunately, I found five lawyers, but only one of them said yes. You know, I was looking for a Christian. I was looking for somebody who believes in what we're doing and um, somebody who wasn't afraid, you know, and somebody who's a patriot that actually loves our country. And they all, they all fit three, but not the fear part. Four of them stepped away because um, they were afraid of the Minnesota bar. So, and, and two of them actually said that, I mean, like they were, they were afraid of that and afraid of, of what that might mean to their practice. So um, in the end of January, beginning of February of 22, we actually launched, I mean, like, I mean, we knew immediately what our name was going to be. We knew immediately what our logo was going to look like. We knew immediately what our mission statement was. I mean, it was like all just very simple. Um, but getting everything together, I mean, this has been a, a massive learning curve and process from a business standpoint. Um, and, and, you know, Charlie, my husband, he and I, initially, we were just pulling money out of our retirement to, to make this happen. We are a not-for-profit cooperative, so um, nobody's ever going to make a ton of money on this. Every every member will be a member owner, and um, today is actually our soft launch day. And that doesn't mean that everybody can hop in. It's not open like that. Like we're we're doing some beta testing to today and over the next week with um, some very key people who can identify any bugs that we have. We have a fantastic. Um, IT guys that are have built our membership program for us. The way it, the way it's going to work because there's no testing, right? There's no testing for the blood to know for sure if somebody's had the shot or not. Um, so what we are relying on is the community. And after three years, we know who our people are. You know, we know exactly who stood up. Um, within our own individual circles. And so we are um, like, I'll have a membership number. And then if I know somebody in my circle that I know didn't get the shot, I'll, I'll hand my membership number over to them. And then they use that as a referral link to sign up. Now they have to fill out a, there's a membership application that has um, about 30 questions on it. We're pretty detailed. Um, our, my membership coordinator is a nurse. And so she and I have sat down um, on the medical side and we've worked out a set of questions based on the things we don't know, because there's so much we don't know, right? This is, this is where all of this goes down. We don't know what we don't know. Therefore, we have to protect the only thing that we have that is of incredible value is our DNA. You know, we have to protect that. It's got God's name written in our DNA. And and the thought of becoming something less than human over time um, is, is concerning on a physical level, but it's also concerning on a spiritual level too. So, you know, I when I was in pharmacy school, 
um, that was at the height of um, uh, HIV and the blood transfusions you were getting, people were getting HIV from blood transfusions. So I think that that's probably one of the first things that jiggled my brain, you know, even pre-May of 21 was this is a problem for the blood because everything is still emergency use authorization, right? I mean, so there's not, there's not adequate testing. There never has been any adequate testing on any of the vaccines we have now. I mean, I'm talking all of them. They've, they're all um, not tested um, correctly, right? So, um, but the fact that we have DNA being, or mRNA that go, goes in and changes your DNA is problematic, not to mention the tremendous amount of spike proteins that are generated and are therefore in the blood as well um, in people who've gotten the shot. So, uh, 